0: Pastor Michelle Donatian coming to you from Michelle Donatian Ministries, and I want to encourage you with a fresh word from the Lord today. To Jesus be all the praise. Welcome, 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 and God bless you. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian here, and I am excited. We have a powerful message here for you today. I'm going to be sharing with you today, October the 19th, about pursuing Jesus. What do you think? Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever decided it was something you needed to do? Pursuing Jesus, why is it important? How will it change your Christian walk? Do we pursue his hands? Do we look for his hands and what he has for us? Or do we pursue Him, our Lord, Him, sitting at His feet, Him, the Lord whom we love? Stay tuned. I have a powerful message to share with you today. Well, today we are going to be talking about pursuing Jesus. I am just so excited. As I said to you, I am really excited because have you ever thought about what it means? Have you ever thought about why you should pursue the Lord Jesus? You know, I think about Mary and Martha. And remember Martha, she went to Jesus and she said, you know, will you tell Mary to help? She's she's not helping. She's not helping get things prepared. And what did Jesus say to her? He said, Martha, Martha, Mary is doing what's right. I'm paraphrasing here. Mary has chosen what was good. Mary sat at Jesus' feet. She wanted to learn. She wanted to sit in his presence. Is that your desire today? The more that I get to know our Lord, the more it's my desire. Because I can't even put it into words. Really, I can't even put it into words. There's this deep hunger that I have, and, and you have it too, to just know the Lord on the deepest level that you're, that's possible. And the only way to do that is to spend time with him. You cannot know him on the deepest of the deep levels without spending time with him. You know, we read the word of God and it is wonderful and it's beautiful, but the more we read it, the more we study it, the deeper we get the deeper our relationship with him is. Now, remember, he has deep, deep things, deep secrets that he wants to reveal to us. And those things are revealed to us as we spend more time with him. Have you ever just gotten to know someone and it's not like they sit down with a piece of paper when you get to know someone. They sit down with a piece of paper and they tell you all of their deep secrets. No, what happens is over time, as you spend time with that person, your relationship develops and you begin to understand things. Things that aren't even spoken at times. Things that are not even spoken. You begin to understand, oh, you, you begin to get to know what their personality is like. What do they enjoy? What do they dislike? What, do they, uh, what are they, their, their concerns? What are their goals in life? You know, there are some things that they'll outright tell you. But there are many things that you just discover by spending time with them. And that's the way our Lord is. There are many things that he will reveal and he, he, he illuminates it. Actually, he illuminates it all to us by his Holy Spirit. But there are many things that he will not illuminate to us unless we spend time with him. We spend time with him. And that, that not only transforms our lives, but instead of looking at what we get, just look at him. You know, I've served the Lord for many years. I mean, maybe some of you have served him longer than me. I I don't know. I've served the Lord for over 20 years. And that's a long time for me anyway. But every day, and even I should say even now, I've never had such a hunger for the Lord like I have now. I've never had such a relationship with him as I have now. No, things haven't gotten easier Because that's not what the Lord God promises us. In his word, he says we'll have persecution. He says that we'll have trials and tribulations. But those will strengthen us. And they'll strengthen our relationship in our walk with him. And no, I don't want trials and tribulations. But I want a relationship with him. And to be truthful and honest and direct and raw as I can be. Whatever it takes to get... In a deeper relationship with him i'll do it i'll take it i'll accept it i don't say that without saying that i you know almost trembling almost but the truth of the matter is i want a deeper relationship with my lord we want to be in his presence You, you, you spend time with him and you begin to discover just how wonderful he is. I was reading in the book of Isaiah and this just blew my mind. Actually, I, 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 as I was reading in the book of Isaiah chapter 45 and here's what he says, he says in Isaiah chapter 45, um, let me see here, where are we in verse five? And it says, I am the Lord. Now let me go back for a second. In verse 4, it says, For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, thou, though thou hast not known me. We don't even, They didn't even know who he was. They didn't know him, but he still called them by name. Then in verse 5, he says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not Known me. You see, the Lord is so faithful, and He loves us, and it's worthwhile spending time with Him. I can't even begin to tell you all of the wonderful benefits you have that come from a relationship with our Lord. But I think you know, and I think, and and I believe that you have a desire like I do for a deep relationship with him. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking that you probably can't put it into words either. That it's so such a deep desire for you that all you know is that you just want the Lord. And I guess the best way to put it into words is to say, pursuing Jesus. You know, we can't pursue him without the Holy Spirit really drawing us to him. So it's not the most accurate title, but it's the best way I know how to say it pursuing him it means we're not pursuing his hand and what he has for us because don't get me wrong he always has reward for us but we don't pursue him because we want the reward or we want what he has to give to us it's we and we want those things but we pursue him because we love him and we want to get to know him more I'm convinced, I know that there is so much that I haven't discovered about the Lord and I just want to know Him. (sighs) Don't you? I just want to know Him. He says in His Word that there are deep, deep things in Him. The deep, deep things. So if there are deep, deep things, what is it that we haven't discovered yet? I believe many of us have only scratched the surface, but God has so much more that he wants to reveal to you and to me. And listen, as we spend time sitting at his feet like Mary did, we begin to get to know him more. There are things that you will learn as you just spend time with him. You're not going to understand them just listening to a list where someone says, okay, there's this, and there's this, and there's this. I cannot exhibit, I could not understand the love of the Lord Jesus Christ for me until I experienced it. And even every day, I experience it more and more, and it still, it really honestly baffles me. I'm just being quite honest with you. It baffles me because I can't understand how we could serve a God that loves me so much. See, I know what my life has been like. I know what he's taken me out of. And that's why I'm amazed about his love for you and for me. And, you know, the more that we get to know him, the more we spend time with him, the more we'll understand. So as I spend this time sharing with you my heart, this heart-to-heart conversation, about pursuing Jesus, I hope that you'll spend more time with him. I hope that you'll sit down and say, Lord, I just want to know you more. Read his word and you'll discover his heart. Talk to him and you'll discover who he is. Listen and he'll reveal deep, deep things. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Well, my friends, that is what I had to share with you today. I'm really excited that I had the chance to share it with you, and I'm so grateful that you are here with me today. I hope and pray that it blessed you. Hallelujah. I hope and pray that it blessed you. Now, I'm going to share the word of God with you. Hallelujah. And then we're going to close in prayer. So here we are with the beautiful and wonderful life-changing Word of God. So I encourage you to share this with your children, share it with your husbands, your wives, your family members, your friends, so that they may hear the word of God. Many people are on lockdown right now. Again, many have gone back to work, but wherever you are and whatever you're doing, take some time. We've had some encouragement today. Now I want you to hear the word of God, to hear what he has to say, because this will transform your life. 2 Samuel chapter 11. And it came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon, and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass, in an tide that David arose from off his bed, and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab saying, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did and how the people did and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah, went not down unto his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down unto thine house?' And Uriah said unto David, The Ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into mine house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As thou livest, and as thou soul and as thy soul liveth, I will not do this thing. And David said to Uriah, Tarry here today also, and tomorrow, I will let thee depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk, and at even he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his lord, and went not down to his house. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab, and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, And retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. And it came to pass, when Joab observed the city, that he assigned Uriah into a place where he knew that valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab. And there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messengers, saying, when thou hast made an end of telling the matters of the war unto the king. And if so be that the king's wrath arise, he say unto thee, Wherefore approached ye so nigh unto the city, when ye did fight? Knew ye not that they would shoot from the wall? Who smote Abimelech? Hallelujah. Who smote Abimelech, the son of Jerubashef? Did not a woman cast a, pl- a piece of a millstone upon him from the wall that he died in Thebes? Why went ye nigh the wall? Then say thou, thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and showed David all that Joab had sent him for. And the messenger sent unto- said unto David, Surely the men prevailed against us and came out unto us into the field. And we were upon them, even unto the entering of the gate, and the shooters shot from off the wall unto, upon thy servants, and some of the servants, some of the king's servants be dead, and thy servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead uh, is dead also, uh, and thy servant Uriah the Hittite, is dead also. Then David said unto the messenger, thus shalt thou say unto Joab, let not this thing displease thee." for the sword devoureth one as well as another make thy battle more strong against the city and overthrow it and encourage thou him and when the wife of uriah heard that uriah her husband was dead she mourned for her husband and when the mourning was past david sent and fetched her to his house and she became his wife and bare him a son but the thing that david had done displeased the lord second samuel chapter 10. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him, and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing, save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him. And with his children it did eat of his own. Let's read that again. And with his children... It did eat of his own meat, and drink of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock, and of his own herd, to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb, and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives unto thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Howbeit, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servants, is the child dead? and they said he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he came to his own house. And when he required and when he required, they set bread before him and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child. While it was alive, but when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Could I bring him back? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. And David comforted Bathsheba his wife. And went in unto her and lay with her, and she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. And he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he called his name Jedediah because of the Lord. And Joab fought against Rahab, against Rabbah of the children of Amma, and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah, and have taken the city of waters. Now, therefore, gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called after my name. And David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. And he took their king's crown from off his head. The weight whereof was a talent of gold with the precious stones. And it was set on David's head and he brought forth the spoil of the city in great abundance. And he brought forth the people that were therein, and put them under saws, and under harrows of iron, and under axes of iron, and made them pass through the brickland. And thus did he unto all the cities of the children of Ammon. So David and all the people returned unto Jerusalem. Well, that's it for reading of the word of God today. What a wonderful God we serve. Isn't it amazing how the Lord God forgave David when he repented? And isn't it amazing that David repented immediately? Not one moment went by before he repented, when he realized what he had done. We know he knew what he was doing, but it's as if he came to himself. You know, I remember in the book, in the Bible, where there was the uh, son who was the prodigal son. And as he was eating the pig slop, it says, And he came to himself, meaning he realized, wait a minute, what am I doing here? And I believe David did the same thing because he immediately repented. And God has called him throughout all of scripture, a man after his own heart, a man after God's own heart. What lesson does that give us today? To repent immediately. And God loves the broken and the contrite heart. He has respect unto them. He hears the broken and the contrite heart. David had that, and so must you and I. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that word of God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. And I just want to take some time to pray with you here today because we serve a wonderful and mighty and miracle working God. And he has so much that he wants to do in your life. So I want to pray with you. And we're going to take some time to pray for the persecuted church. Glory be to God. And I want to pray with you today. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for each one at the sound of my voice and what you're doing in their lives. You're doing miraculous and mighty things, Lord God, things that none of us even can imagine, could imagine before you've done, you did them. But Lord, we know that we serve a wonderful God, a miracle-working God, and we know that you are fighting our battles for us. Lord God, I lift up each and every one, and I ask you to touch and meet each one of their needs in the name of Jesus. Lord God, as we pray right now, I come before you standing in the gap. We stand in agreement. Saints, stand with me in agreement. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. As we stand in agreement for the persecuted church in in the countries of Bangladesh and Ethiopia heavenly father we lift up the secret believers who seek to share their faith despite the risks that they face in the country of bangladesh in the name of jesus we pray for christians who had to flee their communities out of pressure to renounce their faith and we pray right now for christians who are mentally and physically abused on a regular basis as they go about their daily routines in the country of bangladesh lord god we love and honor you And we give you praise. Strengthen them, Lord God. Strengthen the people of Ethiopia and Bangladesh, Lord God. Give them strength and give them a boldness, just like you gave Paul as he prayed that prayer. Give me a boldness to preach the gospel. Give me more boldness to help me to preach the gospel more boldly, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ask you to do the same thing for them, Lord God, and give them strength by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up the Christians, the persecuted church in Ethiopia, and we pray, Lord. Lord God, for those that have converted to Christianity, those that are ostracized and denied family rights. We pray, Lord God, that the government will not continue to shift toward more restrictions, but you will open up the doors and you will change the laws in that country. Lord God, we pray that you will equip the church to find ways to witness to their neighbors in the name of Jesus. Father, as we lift them up, we ask you right now to open up the prison doors for those that have been put in prison, those that have been persecuted, those that are being abused, those whose properties are being destroyed. We ask for you to protect them in the name of Jesus. Protect them and protect their properties and their finances and their jobs. And Lord, we ask you to send their businesses, their ministries. We ask you right now to send provision their way, meet every single need and let them know that it's you, Lord God. Encourage them, open their eyes, let them know that it's you that's doing it. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of the persecuted church and those at the sound of my voice and over their loved ones, their families, their homes and their properties, their businesses and their jobs and their ministries, over their finances, the realms of relate the realms of influence that you've given each one, over their relationships that you've ordained for them in the name of Jesus, over everything you've ordained for them in their lives. And over them, and I ask you to enlarge your territories. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. And all God's people said amen. Hallelujah. Well, saints, today it's time to wrap it up. And I'm just so glad that you joined me. Share this with your friends. Will you do that for me? Share this with your friends because your friends, because if it blessed you, you know it's gonna bless them. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to stay tuned because tomorrow I'll be coming to you, glory be to God, with another word of encouragement. Hallelujah. So I love you. God bless you. And if you have prayer requests, please feel free to leave them on the voicemail here on Anchor. Or if you have the Anchor app, you can leave the voicemail on Anchor. Or you can send me an email at at Outlook.com. I would be glad to hear from you and to pray for you. I love you. God bless you. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. Bye-bye. Well, sweet people of God, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Tune in tomorrow for a new and fresh word from the Lord for you. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian signing off. God bless you, and to Jesus be all the praise.